Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though you could slap my pussy and say ew i hate it my guest today is a drag queen comedian actor and costume designer she was crowned winner of rupaul's drag race season six you better believe it's fucking bianca del rio (laughs) hello how are you I am fabulous. Bianca, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. You have a show tonight, a show to, well, well, this is airing in January. Okay. We are recording this in November. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it real with the children. <laughs> You're a busy fucking lady. But you know what? Listen, I say this. You have to get out and hustle. And and the biggest hustle is I, I can't complain. I've been home for a year and a half, you know, with this mm-hmm. pandemic bullshit. So as soon as they <laughs> said, let's get on the road, I packed my drag and said, fuck it. Let's go and let's make it happen. So I've been fortunate enough to uh, start the tour in September and it lasted until November in America. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it was something like 68 uh, dates. And uh, now oh. we are, or 68 days. And I can't remember how many shows it was in between there. And, um, you know, then I'm going into a musical in Los Angeles uh, that will be here in January. Wait, what is this musical? Well, I was doing this musical. I did it like two and a half years ago called Everybody's Talking About Jamie on the West yes. End. And I had two stints in it. I did an eight-week run and I enjoyed it so much. I went back and did a three-week run on the West End. And then they offered me the tour, which I'm doing actually leaving on Thursday for, mm-hmm. uh, to tour the UK. And then we have a five-week sit-down here in Los Angeles at Amazon Theater. So I'm quite My. excited. 
she's fucking busy. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing is, you don't get in drag to not hustle. You know, these bitches that put on a wig <laughs> and sit home and complain. And you know what it's like. You got 42 shows going on. Uh-huh. You, know, you got to take it while it's in front of you. I mean... You're right, because I'm always like, what if people stop wanting it? Um, right? I better fucking do everything now. Exactly. And also, if you're enjoying it, I enjoy a busy schedule. I like a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm grateful for the opportunities. But, you know, the day-to-day back and forth, especially being on the road, you know, and mm-hmm. schlepping from one city to the next by bus is not the most glamorous. But it's better than going on an airplane. It's better going through yes. security. So yes. you can hit more dates and do more cities by being on the bus. So, you know, you pick your battles with this. And so I've been very lucky, you know. Okay, so this bus... Yeah. Are there, there's beds obviously on this. I've never been on a tour bus. The only tour oh. bus I like know of is Selena's tour bus in the movie <laughs> Selena. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I would say what's great about it is there's about 12 bunks that exist for oh. everyone else. But in the very back, I have my own room, which is fancy. Oh. So you get your, it's, you know, you set your air condition in your little cabin, uh, mm-hmm. which is lovely back there. And what's great is, you know, you know how it works. You kind of get to the city around noon, you get mm-hmm. into the venue, um, you set up all of your shit you get into drag i have a meet and greet at 5 30 that i hug 150 people mm-hmm. uh before the show and then they open the doors at seven everyone then sits down the show starts at eight you finish the show by 11 you get out of drag you put on your pajamas you get back on the bus mm-hmm. you pass up with mexican xanax and you wake up in the next city so that's the magic of the bus you know what i mean that's the magic wait a minute i cannot believe you do a meet and greet uh-huh. Before the show? Yes, I do. I do that. Well, mainly because this is this is my system, and if you if you experience this, you'll understand why. Is that first of all in drag, I look fresher at mm. five thirty than mm-hmm. I would after the show, and also um, people are still scared of me. Then they're not wasted yet. They're not drunk <laughs> yet. Uh, they're still a little fearful. And usually, the one hundred and fifty to two hundred people that come through meet and greet are the people that are in the first twenty rows. So mm-hmm. even if the whole show goes to shit, I know I've got those 20 rows mm. that I've met that I can use as part of the show. You know, whether I know who's the crazy one, I know who's the angry one, I know uh-huh. who's the couple, I know who brought their child. So all of that works to my advantage because that's usually all I see is the first 20 rows. So it, it's a win-win. This strategery. Yeah, goodness. It's, it's also like this great warm-up act. You know, you get to see the people that really like mm-hmm. you. You get some time to spend with them. And, you know, after the show, you're a sweaty mess. They're going to be drunk. Then, you know, you're mm-hmm. waiting to get out of drag. Your feet are hurting. So they catch me at a better time. And then when I'm done with the show, I'm out of that shit and on the bus. So it's a win-win for me. This I love. Quick question. Do you wear heels while you perform? Yes, I'm not lazy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to wear? Some orthopedic drag shoe? Like I would be in Crocs under the gown. Let's get real. I would yeah. not. I can't wear heels. I couldn't you do it. You, you, no. I mean, what's the deal here? Like, I mean, I think, I guess with drag, it's just the way that it starts, you know, is that you are the big deal is you get your heels, you get your corset, you get your mm-hmm. wig. And I, that's always been a huge part of it. And so I'm short. I'm, I think I'm like 5'8". I'm short by drag standards uh mm-hmm. some of the ones you know are monsters <laughs> yes but huge I, i'm about a five eight so a heel helps you know and then i get a big enough wig to kind of balance it out but i don't feel complete unless i have heels on and earrings those are my two things a wig is for me i don't like performing without a wig like i'm well, pretty too. i'm wigless today yeah, because right. she's in the home <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't feel complete unless I'm like, the wig is on, the lashes yeah. are on, yes. she's here to yeah. do it. 
You know, and it's also interesting to me how I've seen queens, it's the earrings that kill me because they spend so much time on their face. They mm. have a wig and they have, you know, nails on and bracelets on, a necklace and I go, why stop with no earrings? Nobody is pretty enough not to have a fucking earring on. Every time I will text a bitch. If I see them on Instagram, I text them, where's your earrings? Where's your earrings? I fucking so. love that. I, I'd love to think there's a queen out there who's like getting ready, looks in the mirror one last time. They're like, Bianca's going to get me. I got to exactly. put on some earrings. I got to put on some earrings. You need to, bitch. Nobody is pretty enough not to have them. I'm telling you. This is a boring question, but how did sure. you get into drag? I know uh, that you were a costumer. Yeah. It, well, it started kind of um, through costumes is that when I started, you know, acting, so to speak. Uh, but there was a, a show. There's this brilliant musical called uh, Pageant that they were doing. And I was costuming the show and doing wigs and makeup for the show. And they needed somebody mm -hmm. to play an extra part, a show. Um, and it was this weird part that covered a costume change. So I kind of went into the show just thinking I was going to fill in. And then mm -hmm. it kind of snowballed into... 26 years now, well, January would be 26 years of doing drag. So it's this crazy, um, it's this crazy ride that I didn't plan or didn't think would happen, but it definitely started through theater, which is the way to go, you know? 26 years. I know. She's I'm older old. than she looks. <laughs> well, I got a good doctor. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me the fucking number. Your skin is incredible. I'll hook you up. No, the thing was, you know, I don't think it was ever, you know, back then drag was, you couldn't find it anywhere. It was either mm -hmm. in a, a gay bar or a small cabaret space or theater, yes. you know? Um, so it wasn't as celebrated as it was now. We didn't have social media, obviously, or Drag Race or, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they, there was Rue on television with her VH1 talk show at the time and stuff. But that was probably the biggest untouchable moment. You're like, oh, I'll never mm -hmm. get there. That's never going to happen for me. Those opportunities don't exist. I mean, I was doing drag when the gays didn't even like drag. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, you know, the, the fags at the bar were too mm -hmm. butch for drag queens. So that was a different time. There were bars I couldn't get into if I was in drag because they were really? men's. Yeah, there were men's bars. Yeah, we're, we're all about men here. We're not going to have you in drag. And now those same faggots are just mm -hmm. running out of the bar to get a fucking <laughs> selfie. So, you know, that's our community. <laughs> I think I just think it's so weird to be like, I mean, I guess it happens with like black people too when you're like an other in society to like other the others others. Yes. That makes, like, yes. Just be like, okay, so we're, you know, the other group, but then there's a, like a weird set of others that we Without don't fuck with. Yes. It's just like, why? Why are we all, why do that? It's truly insane. Well, you know, the gays are the worst, but uh, that's usually how they operate. <laughs> I mean, it's usually, it's the game. It's like, we want acceptance, but you can't come in. And that's mm -hmm. what it was. That's what it was early on. It was very segregated on that level. And, you know, lots of people weren't interested in drag queens. I mean, because if you did drag, it's too feminine and we're not, mm -hmm. we're not interested in dating you. Um, but now it's changed the game, you know, with Drag Race. And also people never saw us out of drag. No one ever really mm -hmm. cared, you know? So now that drag is in people's living rooms and they see you as a person or see you as an actor or see you as a performer, it's a different game, you know? Yes. Bianca, let me ask. Yes. Are you single? Are you in a relationship? <laughs> I am single. I have okay. had, I had uh, two long-term relationships that were, you know, uh, choices I had made prior to Drag Race. Okay. Uh, the ones I had, had after Drag Race have not turned out so well. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's that weird thing now where I'm 46 and, and everybody's younger than me as it is. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird dynamic because you, you want to meet somebody that's aware of what you do for 
for a living, yes. but you also don't want to date a fan. So yes. it is that weird place. And where do you meet people? You know, it's like, like friends of mine are always saying, you need a doctor that, you know, I said, yeah, I can't even get in a fucking appointment with my insurance. How the fuck am I going to get to <laughs> date a doctor if I can't even get seen by one? So I was trying to do uh, a matchmaker and oh. I filled out this whole thing. Uh-huh. And then two years later, they were like, hey, Nicole, are you still interested? And I was like, no, <laughs> no. Two years pass. You're not even going to acknowledge that the two years pass. You're just like, hey, hey. yeah, you've been waiting for this. And I'm like, yeah, I've been waiting, but not for you. Goodbye. No, it just seems so. It also just seems so weird to me. I don't know. Even like the grinder situation. I, I, I was like, OK, well, let me see what the kids are doing on grinder. You know, <laughs> if this is going to work. But then I was reported for not being me. Someone didn't believe that it was me that they uh-huh. thought. And I'm like, well, then that's just too much bullshit. So it's one more thing to scroll through. Um, and, and you know, I find and I'm a firm believer. I don't know if this is you, Nicole, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I think I believe you can't have it all. You know what I mean? So I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a firm believer with, you know, I'm best when I'm single because I'm focusing on what I can control, which is, you know, my career and my mm-hmm. schedule and my life. Um, that if I get somebody in there, I get too wrapped up. See, I'm, I'm the giver. And then I start, you know, making sure some bitch is okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm daddy Warbucks. <laughs> and, you know, little Annie ain't worth it. She's still a little bitch. So I've had to come to terms with that. I had to come to terms with that. Like, maybe, maybe it's not for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can go be a hoe. But I don't need to be attached, you know? Interesting. Yeah. I don't... So the thing I worry about is if I were to be in a relationship and I was happy, I'm like, what would I talk about on stage? (laughs) Agreed. How do you make happiness funny? No, exact happiness is not funny. And also, some of us are not meant to be happy. That's what mm. gives us the gift of being. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, being a miserable cunt is a gift, I do yes. believe. At least we're using the proper outlet. You know, we're not that mm-hmm. miserable cunt that's sitting in a cubicle. We're a miserable cunt on radio or on television. Yes. Yeah. On TV, on that's the stage, good. being yes. like, we're all miserable, right? And everyone's right. like, yes, Yay. I spend money to hear you be miserable. Agreed, agreed. So I think, I think that's... That's what's important. I think at least we have something, you know, mm-hmm. it's better than not. It's better than the alternative. And I and to be honest, you know, with gay relationships in particular, especially with social media, I know several people. I'm not going to name names, but mm-hmm. on social media that will post a happy photo of, of a queen with a little boyfriend and they're eating a cupcake and they're just happy as can be. And I know good and goddamn well that they're fucking other people and they're mm-hmm. lying to each other. So it's really hard to, I guess, find that genuine ass of it. I don't believe any relationship I see because I, I can read between the lines. So mm-hmm. I don't know if someone would bring me happiness. I wouldn't mind somebody coming along to enjoy the ride because I get some amazing experiences. But um, it's been very difficult finding that person. It really has. Yeah, I don't know where that person lies. Like, who's yeah. just like easy breezy, easy yeah. to be around, happy for you at all times fucks you, takes yep. you out to dinner, yep. isn't annoying, is happy uh-huh. with you going out of town for weeks at a time. Yeah. Chill with your success, has their own shit going. Like, yep. where is that person? It's never the person I attract. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> it's never. And that's that's been the crazy thing. And and if you ask somebody of that, or, or if you, you know, someone always says, oh, I've got this friend that loves you. And mm-hmm. I go, well, what does that mean? Does that mean, oh, they loved this idea of you on Drag Race or they love you as a drag queen? And then you mm-hmm. got to break that shit down because you're dealing with different personalities. But um, 
it's tricky. It's tricky. And I know several queens that date fans, you know, that get mm-hmm. off on that, you know, that will, you know, have sex and scream hallelujah. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, that's, that's not my kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's not my kind of thing. No. Yeah. It's not my type of thing either. I just, I guess it's because I'm like, I want to be loved and I want sure. someone who's just like in it for the long term. Cause I'm like a fan. There's nothing more unattractive or unappealing than like fucking someone rolling over and they're just like, so what's it like to do this and this and this? And you're like, it's my fucking job. It's exactly. a job. It's exactly. It's very hard. It's, 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 a, it's a very thin line to find somebody that's complimentary and understands it and appreciates it mm-hmm. to someone that is a crazy fan. And yeah. that's the area that gets, that gets really gray. And I don't mind people being fascinated or interested. And I'll, I'll give anybody a chance. I mean, I'm not picky. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> let's see. You know what I mean? I don't have a type, so to speak. So I don't mm-hmm. cut people off. But overall, it's never really kind of worked out, you know, the maturity level of understanding, you know, we need to find Dolly Parton's husband. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of husband we need. This man lives in the shadows, loves that big titted blonde bitch, has nothing to say, talks to her at home. Yep. I love it. I yeah. And she's always like, isn't he great? And it's like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't have a fucking clue. And that's how it should be. How lucky. That's, but you know I what? I love that. If anybody deserves it, it's Dolly. You know what I mean? So you yes. go, good for her. But that's what I think it, we, need, we need to find. I need to find somebody with no social media, somebody mm-hmm. who uh, that becomes a phantom person that can <laughs> live around and, and entertain me when I need it, you know? Yes, that's what I want. Someone who's just like, who could just giggle with me and then make me giggle. Yeah. And then, you know, I just, yeah, I have this like idea in my head and I'm like, where art thou? Yes. Well, I mean, have you, besides this one dating app, is that, I mean, do you date regularly? Do you meet people that you're like, hey, I'm going to go out and hang out with them? Or So since uh, since she became a Pfizer princess, she's uh, yes, been yes, yes. dating. Okay, okay. Now, what is a date? What does a date mean to you? Is a date like hooking up or is a date like going to dinner schmoozing and we'll see what happens so usually no dinner okay uh, are you okay. i gotta wait for the food i gotta <laughs> figure out a conversation with you we gotta have a drink and then the server's like i fucked up your order and we gotta wait longer and then the service is bad and then i'm there for two and a half hours and okay. you told me nothing interesting okay. no we're gonna go for a drink got it and I'm going to tell you, I have from six to eight because uh-huh. I have something after. I'm meeting uh-huh. friends for dinner. Um, and then if it's going well, I'm like, actually, I'm going to cancel dinner because there was no dinner. Right, nobody's right, 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 right. Nobody's waiting on me. Right, 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 right. Uh, <laughs> right. So either have another drink and then like try to fuck. Or yeah. if I'm like, this person seems like they're trying to respect me, even though I haven't asked, yes. I will not try to fuck them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, try to fuck on the second date. Got it. Uh, so that's what I try to do. But dinner, no, that's that's like an investment. Well, I do think that's an investment. And also dinner is tricky with gays, you know, because of the whole bottoming thing. Oh, so yes, they've yes. got to be careful. Uh, uh, I'm not a bottom, so I don't worry about such things. <laughs> but when they come, you know, you don't pick a Mexican restaurant if you, unless you know unless it's going you, nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I always say when a bottom says it's not a good night, trust them. You hear me? <laughs> trust them, bitch. Trust them. But I think it's um, 
I think that's good, though. I mean, at least that you're out there and you got to kind of see the people. The trick with it is, for me, um, uh, with the grinder situation, I thought by traveling, I'm like, ooh, those nights that I'm in a hotel, this would be fun. Mm -hmm. But then also with the schedule, the nights that I'm off, I'm like, I don't even want to fucking have anybody breathing near me. You know, I'm just so you know, so over it that my idea is like, wouldn't it be great? But like you said, if you could cut out the talking and the drinking Mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm, that, and mm -hmm. let's just get to it and get out, that's rare. But people don't want to do that. And I don't, I feel like there was a time in like my early 20s where you could have like two drinks with people and they'd be like, okay, let's do it. And you're like, great. But now that I've gotten older and I'm dating older dudes, I feel like they're like, I want to get to know you. And I'm like, for what? (laughs) No. For what? I'm driving. I'm coming through Tacoma. I'm not coming back here for another year and a half. We're never going to see each other (laughs) again. Why? But don't you find though that's also, it's a little trickier now since the pandemic. Everybody is just like really fucking emotional and everybody's got this attachment. I've missed you. I I, I just Uh enjoy your company. No, bitch, suck my dick and let's go. (laughs) Like that's, that's what you want. You know what I mean? I don't need friendship. I don't need someone yeah. else to add on Instagram. You know, look, let's just, I just, yeah. Fully agree. I fucked somebody after one of my shows recently. Okay. And we like sat in the hotel room for so long, no. just talking. And no. I didn't no. know how to be like, oh my God, don't you want to go home and go to yeah. sleep? I have to wake up early and get on a flight. But like I've already invested twenty two minutes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, but the crazy thing is though that you you know you've been on stage talking all night to begin with, and then yes. you got to fucking entertain this bitch after the show. Yes. It's like, look, if you if if you know I did a show and you liked it, then fucking reward me with dessert and then just get the fuck out. Like yes. like, give me a little taste and go. Be a gracious bitch and take it like a hoe and get the fuck. Like that's 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 what I would want to have happen. Yeah. That's exactly what I want. Real quick, we got to take a break. Sure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And oh, we're back. Bianca, I got to know, how did you get into comedy? Have you always just, you've been funny. You're, you're a well, funny person. It varies. You know, it's one of those things where uh, with, with drag, once I started doing drag, I was, you know, doing lip sync and shit mm-hmm. like everybody else does because that's what we all did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, what ended up happening was the host of the show was out. And at that time, nobody wanted to talk. Like no one wanted to be in front of the audience because mm-hmm. remember, this is New Orleans, 1996. Uh, so... 2 a.m. on a Wednesday night Mm -hmm. uh, because we're a party town, bitch. Um, (laughs) The thing was, I was basically filling in for a host uh, because she was out and I basically had to talk while drunk people drank more and Mm -hmm. covered costume changes. So my hate and disdain for an audience is kind of, that's where it began. That's where the bitterness started. Uh Um, And I guess that's where it developed. You know, you find a set of skills when you're faced with a situation. So it wasn't like, let me tell you a joke. It was more of insult, uh, improvisational moments that Mm -hmm. would happen because I'm just the clown at the circus in this bar at Mm -hmm. 2 a.m. doing a show. And through that is how it all snowballed. And then obviously once Drag Race happened, which was much later in my life, um, I was 37. Well, I was 37 when we started filming, 38 when I finished filming, um, in case somebody's going to try to fact check me on this bullshit that they love to do that. People will tweet and be like, actually? Yeah. uh Um, (laughs) So um, when Drag Race happened, I was ready to hang up drag just in general. I thought, you know, I'll quit at 40. It's been a long run. Mm -hmm. I've been sick of doing bars. You know how that point in your life gets where you're like, I can't do this anymore. You know, the, the struggle is, is, is real. And uh, working all day and doing shows at night, and sometimes you'd have a show, sometimes you get fired. You know, it was mm-hmm. the game. Um, then I said, let me try Drag Race. You know, I've seen some other untalented friends of mine find success, <laughs> you know, uh, Manila and Jiggly. And I <laughs> thought, well, let me take a chance. So I went ahead and did it. And with that, I knew there was already a formula in, in place for Drag Race at that time. Mm-hmm. Everybody was doing music videos or albums or all of that. And we all had the same manager. And I told the manager, no, I don't want to do an album. I don't want to say I want to mm-hmm. tour. I want to do my own show. And so literally that, uh, that May when I won through October, I traveled and hit every bar there was against his wishes. I said, I'm mm-hmm. going every fucking place I could possibly go. And I went and round and round and round. And by October, I had my first show at the Gramercy in New York City. And Ugh. that's where it snowballed. So now I'm on my fifth 
solo tour that I've been able to do globally, which is wild. So that was always my plan. You know, I said, if music videos made money, mm-hmm. I'd have made 12, bitch. So <laughs> the trick was to get on the road and uh-huh. to go to go to the people. So that's kind of how the game started, you know, and that's why I've always stayed in that lane. I don't get to do much television or much film work because of the fact that I'm never available because I'm on the mm-hmm. road, you know, and I choose to be on the road, you know? I mean, what a dream, though. I, that I, Your journey is very much that of, like, a stand-up where it's like you yeah. do clubs. You yeah. do five shows a weekend to people who in some towns are just there to see whatever comedian on the weekend. And you're yeah. like, oh, you don't like me and I'm interrupting your dinner. Correct. Until you get to do, like, theaters. Like, that's yes. the dream. Like, just to do a weekend of shows at a theater. and Girl, I mean, the, the insanity of it for me in general was just, you know, I have this amazing company that I work with, with AEG, who produces things. And mm-hmm. this head of comedy, I, I was touring solo, you know, kind of mom and pop in it for the first tour. And I was in a lot of theaters that were owned by AEG. And the, the mm-hmm. head of comedy is like, who is this faggot? And why is he selling out? And <laughs> let's talk to him. So they made me a great offer, which is how I've been able to get to do Carnegie Hall, which is how mm-hmm. I've been able to get to do... um uh what the hell was the one in Wembley uh, Arena uh in um uh in the UK which is 12,000 people which so is it's, wild. it's insane uh it's insane so it's just been this amazing and I hate the word journey but uh, it's been this 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 journey that I realized that the trick is to go out to the people and that's what I enjoy doing especially after this past year and a half mm-hmm. you know with covid you're like girl I'm happy to see anything you know But I mean, what a testament to like your comedy, your personality, your persona, because it's like this is your fifth tour. So like you're hitting like you're revisiting spots and people are still coming out. Like, I'm sure people have seen you like five, ten times. People probably travel cities to come see you. So I think that's like so fucking cool. I saw you at... um, uh, drive and drag oh, at God. the yes. Rose Bowl. <laughs> oh, and God. Yes. You were so effortlessly funny and like you're so fun to watch. And then a queen got on stage and was uh, saying their thoughts about the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And you were so funny because oh. Oh, I watched a switch in your brain go. <laughs> Hmm. People have phones. People record things. Yes. yes I'm yes. going to just let this person say what they yes, want to say. Yes. And when they're done, I'll continue the show. And I was like, yes. well, it's a tricky game now because uh, yes. as a comedian, don't you know this? There's there's no such thing as context anymore. Correct. So you say something and, and, and all of a sudden the punchline is what they post with no mm-hmm. context about mm-hmm. where it began or if it's a running joke or if it's a thought. And here come these people that already fucking hate you uh-huh. that go you know and that's that's what i avoid that's why tweeting can be tricky we talked yep. about that once before mm-hmm. it's like if you tweet the wrong thing or without context they come after you now when i'm on stage the people know i'm a nasty bitch the people pay <laughs> to see a nasty bitch and i gotta deliver being a nasty bitch uh-huh. but 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 in that world, it does get very tricky. So sometimes you just have to bite your tongue and let it ride, let the mm-hmm. wave pass, and then you just do what you're hired to do. But when I do my solo show, I, I no one's safe. I don't give two fucks. I mean, a Jiggly, Jiggly Caliente came to see me the other day, and she said, girl, they're going to put you in jail. So I'm excited. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> I love Jiggly. So, girl, they're going to put you in jail. They're going to put That's, you in jail, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, what, do you have any plans for anything else? Or is live shows 
what you want to do for well, well the, the 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 game is uh and and you know we i think we were all in a place of what's going on during the mm-hmm. pandemic that um i knew i had a tour starting and so we've done america now and uh as i said i'm going into the musical and and back into the musical because it's doing the north american premiere in los angeles but then i continue my tour and that'll be canada and then it's latin america then it's all over the uk and europe and then it's all over australia so i will continue my tour into september of 2022 so I'm back on the road through that time. So I'm I'm just happy to have a schedule. I really haven't thought it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and and immediately it was just like, okay, check this check this off the list. Let me get my you know vaccine. Let me do what I mm-hmm. need to do. How is this going to work out for meet and greets? What theaters are we going to? And shockingly, starting with America, they were on their best behavior. They really oh. did follow through. Shocking, shocking, oh. girl. Oh. Even look, Florida and Texas, where masks and teeth are optional. <laughs> they were on. <laughs> <laughs> they were on their best behavior. So I was Shook. I was quite surprised. Shook I was quite surprised. Floyd. I know. How have the meet and greets been go like I'm a little scared still yeah. to do meet yeah. and greets, so I well, haven't been doing them. Well, they have to show proof of proof of vaccine and you mm-hmm. also have to wear your mask. And then right when we have distance between us when we take the photo, and right when we take the photo, you can take your mask off. So okay. that's the game. So I've made it through however many cities I've been through and, and knock on wood, things have mm-hmm. gone well. Um, and also just people have been respectful. In the end, I'm still kind of shocked that people want to pay extra money to meet me. So you're just like, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. But they do respect the rules. And, you know, uh, thanks to Photoshop, they can move us closer together. But that's really, <laughs> you know, that, the Avril Lavigne repro- approach to meet and greet. But, um, you know, I still take the time to talk to them and schmooze with them. You know, they just have to keep their, their masks on mm-hmm. while, you know, while we're doing all of it. So we have enough people around us and people on our team that keep them and remind them and make sure that we're all safe. And I get tested every goddamn week. So it's it's insane. I get tested so much. I yeah. can't wait to yeah. not <laughs> have a fucking nasal swab up my nose. Oh, wait, they've been doing your nose? Yeah, what do you get? Well, I'll talk to the... uh, It's been up my ass, but I'll find out. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Honestly, (laughs) I would take it up my ass. Let's just... Let's just call it what it is. She horny all the time. She always be wanting it. A little tickle. A little tickle. Just a little... Did you ever see? Did you ever see that? That uh, there was a fa- fabulous meme that said, "Whoever has my voodoo doll, just please lick the booty hole." <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. If someone yeah. has a voodoo doll of me, lick my pussy and then lick the booty hole, but don't go back to the pussy because don't give oh. me a yeasty. Got it. Got it. I didn't realize that was okay. So that's how that works. Okay, yep, that's how okay. that works. Okay, don't so want gotta- a yeasty. You got to do number one before number two. Got it. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. Good to know. And never to the do the two switch because it. it's not no bueno. I gotcha. Okay, great. Mm-hmm, then you end up with mm-hmm, a pumpernickel mm-hmm. loaf. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cheesecake Factory and I love a pumpernickel loaf. It is so fucking good. Well, that's also the advantage of being on the road is, you know, the food options. You know, you get excited when there's an Olive Garden or a Cheesecake mm-hmm. Factory. You know, America, <laughs> like that's like a step up. You're like, ooh, I've got options uh-huh. and large uh-huh. portions. So that's another advantage to to the road. You know, when we have our off days that we'll we'll have our family dinners where we end up at some restaurant of that type, which Ugh. you don't really get when you're living in the cities. Uh, you know, we're living yeah. in New York or Los Angeles. Mm. You eat delicious, very well crafted food. No, I'm right, kidding. Right, right. But I love shitty food. Of how course. do you 
How do you relax, Bianca? Do you relax? Xanax. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I don't, I don't, I don't do well with, with, with time alone. Like mm-hmm. people say, oh, you should take a vacation. Okay. I can have a day, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe putting things off. Um, I like to read is one of the things I like to do, but I, there's always something to do. And there's always something to think about, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't, um, I don't do well with too much time off. That's why the pandemic was, was a bit challenging. I just moved into a new house. So I had mm-hmm. that to take care of and reorganize and get my life together. But, um, it was kind of driving me crazy on the mental level because I just enjoy knowing I have a schedule. I just, yes. I, I need I need that. I need to know I need to be somewhere doing something, no matter how big or small. Um, I, I just enjoy the business of it all. So unwinding is not an option. Now, I've been known to take a weed gummy and pass out in the pool. Okay. Uh, I've been known to take a Xanax and fall asleep on the beach, which is nice. Okay. So that kind of stuff I can do. Yeah. I but... love how you're like, I'll sleep if it's tropical and kind of dangerous. <laughs> yes, yes, completely. <laughs> 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 I'm risky like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So me, me being a single woman. Yeah. Looking, trolling for dick. She's horny yeah. for it at all times. Yeah. What do you think I could be doing to get that dick? Well, I mean, I think, I think men would probably be a little more accepting or, or be open to your approach. I think your approach of saying, hey, let's fuck is the way to go. I mean, it cuts out all the bullshit. I think that you're doing it right because you don't want to be that girl that's going, I'm hoping this turns into marriage. I mean, that Mm -hmm. scares a motherfucker. Um, So, (laughs) and if anybody agrees to that, they're crazy. But I think your boldness and thinking like a gay man is the way to go. It's saying, let's cut the shit, which most gay men should cut shit out because that's a technical problem. Mm -hmm. Although my good friend, Lady Bunny says that diarrhea is a water-based lubricant. But nonetheless, (laughs) when you're in the moment, I think being being up front is the way to go. And I think you're mm-hmm. doing that saying, hey, I got a time between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. And look, I'm this and I just want you to lick it and stick it and roll. I think that's that's the approach to go. And I don't know if you can do that on those sites. I don't know if those straight sites are that direct. I mean, you can. I just feel like the a lot of men have just I don't know. Like, I feel like I I said it before. I think things have just changed. And they're like, no. wait, what? You don't want to, like, know how I went on a hike yesterday? No. And I'm like, I've never cared not one time about anyone going on a hike. No, but what, what, what age group are you dealing with here? So it used to be... I just recently upped it. It was from like okay. 25 to 47. And now I'm oh. like, I don't think I could fuck with the youth anymore. Okay. So I upped it to 30 or no, 29 to like a hundred. Oh. <laughs> you know, all right, a, all right. an old horny man is just yeah. like, hey, yeah, you got what I like. I I'm it. like, <laughs> okay, let's you, do it. You know, what's funny is that I remember I talking to a friend of mine one day and I said, you know, I just need to find some rich old man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just what a rich old man. And my friend looked at me and said, cunt, you are the rich old man. <laughs> and I realized, <laughs> damn, she got me. But it was, it's, it's that thing, I think, 
I just think honesty is the way to go about it. I think it's just important to say, hey, this is what I'm into. This is what I'm about, you know, mm-hmm. and nip it in the bud. If they start talking about their height, bitch, I don't want to hear about your height. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Or put that in your bio. If you go on mm, hikes, don't tell me about don't it. Don't tell you know me what about I mean? your day. Yeah. If you have extra time, don't bother with me. <laughs> <laughs> that your friend saying you are the rich old man is like that share quote where. Oh, yeah. Uh, her mom. Her mom is like, you just need a nice man or a nice rich yeah. man. She's like, I am. I'm the rich oh man. It's true. It's true. It's that scary <laughs> thing where you're like, I mean, imagine what, how to share date. Like, how can you, oh how my can, God. I mean, you know, we're peons compared to share, but I imagine know. that life, you know, and then also the fact that she's in her seventies and looking gorgeous. I'm mm-hmm. hoping, I'm hoping she's got some action going on because it's fucking share. But when you become share, 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 it's like, yeah. is it possible to be a real person? You know, who, who could live up to that? Yeah. Who? You know? I feel like everyone would just be so disappointing. There's a wonderful clip of Cher meeting Kim Kardashian on the Kardashians. And Cher is just like, okay, thank you. <laughs> goodbye. And you're just like, yeah, even Kim Kardashian doesn't impress Cher. It's incredible. <laughs> no, and that's, oh. that's there's few people that you could say that about. But Cher is definitely one of those that you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe Oprah, maybe Oprah, maybe, maybe Oprah. Yeah, maybe you get a slight smile and like, a, oh, out of yeah. her. But yeah, like, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I can't I can't imagine. I, I think that the, the best way to I mean, I appreciate honesty and that's very hard to find in the gay world. Let's mm-hmm. be real. Um, and even though I live in a world of make believe of, you know, mm-hmm. fantasy and, and clownness is that the biggest clowns I meet are the people that are like, I want to be in a relationship. I really want to make this work. I really want to see something with it. When all you want to do is fuck and then tell a story about it, which mm-hmm. is completely fine with me. <laughs> um, but let's just set the boundaries up front. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes I will just push myself to go on a date because I'm like, you know what? You might actually like them or you might have a really good, good story. story. Yes. Yes. Story. Yeah, always. I can't remember when this was, but I some, I was like going out with somebody for like the second time. And I was like, I really like them. And in my car, I was like, I don't want a story. I just... <laughs> I want this I want to love. go well. Yes. And then sure enough, I got me a story out of it and didn't see them again. I was like, okay, maybe this is what it is. Like maybe yeah. the universe, God, whoever is just like, sorry, you have to stay single because that's how you've made money. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's where I have to tell myself as I paint myself as a clown every night, I have to go, maybe <laughs> these are the cards I was dealt. Maybe I'm meant to just not be with it because I find that on every other level, everything works out so much better for me when I'm not attached. And also I'm just, I mean, I'm not into astrology or any of that bullshit, but <laughs> I say that, that, you know, I, maybe I'm just one of those people that, you know, I give too much attention to this person and it usually just blows up in my face you know Mm -hmm. so i think i do better because i can then focus on what i can control you know which is my my own life you know and occasionally you pick up somebody here and there to have hookup but Mm -hmm. overall relationships are just very very hard and also i think when when you're a comedian or when you're out there and you're fearless and you're saying what you're saying sometimes they're so intimidated by you that you you can't get a person that's anywhere near your level you know Mm -hmm. i don't want somebody that's scared of me you know what I mean? Yeah. And it would just be nice. I think I feel like I've had to explain to so many people that I'm like, okay, what I say on stage is, yeah, they're true stories or whatever. Yeah. But also, like, there's other stories that have happened that I don't say on stage yeah. because 
I'm a fully three dimension, four dimensional, three dimensional. <laughs> I'm a person in, in the round. <laughs> I'm a spherical person. <laughs> Not spiritual. Spherical. No, okay, spherical. Yes. She's a bouncy ball. <laughs> so I feel like people just get stuck on what they see on stage and they yeah. don't realize that like you have so many more experiences that you just don't choose to talk about because that's not inherently funny or that's not what I'm trying to paint right now or whatever. Right. Or, or, or that's not mine. That's the, I always say that my job is not my identity, you yes. know, and, and it's one of those things where of course I would like it if somebody understood it or has a sense of humor and gets mm-hmm. it because if it's dark humor or whatever, that helps. But God forbid that's not, I mean, I'm not going to be cracking jokes or reading you when we're in bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't come to mind. It's happened, but it doesn't come to mind. So I think, yeah, I think that's, it's like having a smart person that, oh God, this sounds crazy, but like having a smart person that just understanding. How, why is that so difficult? Why is I that so difficult? I don't know. And I, it's truly, you distilled it to the simplest aspect of what we want. Just a right. smart person who understands. Yeah, yeah, completely. Because the smart people usually get it and understand you know, I mean, I have friends that are very smart, but I don't want to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I think it's just it's weird because I don't know if there's a way out. I haven't seen any successful relationships, you know, in my world. As I said, the ones that I do see online, I question it because mm-hmm. I know a little too much information. Um, but I also wish sometimes I wish I could be like J-Lo and just fuck everybody and mm. just move from man to man to man to man to man and then go back to the ones I had before. I mean, wouldn't my, that be nice? What a dream. What a dream. Ugh. What a dream. Like, she is never manless. And it's, Truly. It's, it's fine. You know, it seems to be working for her. But I don't know if I could do that either, you know? Yeah. I mean... I feel like you're too busy to balance that. I feel like I'm too busy to ever balance like a PR relationship and yeah. be seen here, be seen there. Now we're fucking this person. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like a second career she's got going on. Well, that's the only career she's got going on. Let's yeah, be real yeah. here. She'll do a movie here and there. And then she's like, yes. Ben Affleck, where's my Dunkin' Donuts? Let's lay on a balcony. Girl, that kills me, <laughs> those publicity shots. But it is interesting that that's basically what I know her to be. Is she a recording artist? Maybe. Is she a movie mm-hmm. star? Maybe. Is mm-hmm. she an actress? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But is she a hoe? Yes. yes. And a damn good one. J-Lo a damn good is one. a hoe. Jenny from the block. And they met. She was making her rounds on the block, <laughs> and she's been sucking lots of cock around the block, Jenny. I mean, I'm not mad at her. I would love for her to send me a cease and desist. Be like, can you oh, yeah. stop talking about me like this, <laughs> please? But no. But in the end, you go, is that? I mean, it seems to be working for her, but I don't know if I could do it. But then there's that moment, you know, those those peak hours when you're wide awake and you're just like, maybe that is the way to go. Maybe that is mm-hmm. happiness. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But like, also, she has so much money and stuff that like she doesn't have to hustle. I don't even know if she hustled to have a career. I don't know. I'm I'm always like wondering about people who live like that. I'm like, what was your hustle like to get to where you are? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't see everybody's hustle. You don't see everybody's like grind or whatever. But I wonder. 
it does make you wonder. And and not to mention, just for the longevity, somebody had said, I, I read one of the, I don't know who it was, but it was something on Twitter. I was pissing myself. And they said, y'all don't give Jennifer Lopez enough credit for being a good actress. She's been acting like a singer for 20 years. <laughs> and I have been cackling. <laughs> it was not my joke, but I was cackling when I read it. I'm like, now that's good. Now that's good. That's good. I love a shady tweet where, no. you, just, where you don't even tag the person. You're just like, here's a fun thought. Uh-huh. Because I think if you're going to be shady, you don't need to tag the person. Nobody needs to. They don't need to know. No, they don't. No. And I also think that, you know, if if it's coming from a comedian, I would hope the individual would 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 have a sense of humor. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I heard a story about Cher and Joan Rivers in particular, is that Cher was performing in, in uh, Las Vegas, and so was Joan. And after Cher's show in the 70s, 80s, she would go see Joan at night. And she mm-hmm. goes, she would get, Cher would get very upset if Joan did not talk about her in the show. Because, you know, she had all those jokes about Cher went shopping with her boyfriend at Toys R Us, you know, uh-huh. all that kind of shit. That she goes, she would be offended if she did not talk about her. And I go, no, that's that's how it should be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's what it should be about. We should all be able to make fun of ourselves, for Christ's sake. I feel like if a joke is coming from, like, a place of truth... Yes, but that's comedy. And, yeah, and, like, you... And it's funny. Like the JLo joke, I think is funny. I think even she would laugh at it. Yeah. I mean, if she if she had a sense of humor about herself. Well, we know Mariah. Mariah Carey was laughing at it. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> Mariah Carey's so fucking funny. I don't know her. Oh, yes. it was like an interview where they were like, Jennifer Lopez says she sleeps a full like ten hours a night. And she was like, I would sleep too if I didn't sing. And I was like, <laughs> shady, shady. It's so fucking funny to me. It I is. yeah, I think like I don't know like. I wish more people could like laugh at themselves a little bit. Well, they bit, should. They as should. As opposed to just being, I don't want to say everybody's offended by everything because I don't think that is a true statement. I think no. we're just becoming more aware of other people's experiences and becoming a little bit more understanding and sensitive. But I'm like, sometimes people get overly sensitive on behalf of other people who haven't even said that they're offended. Well, that's the trick that, that's the thing that I find fascinating. And I I often say, you know, I I refuse to apologize for anything or try to uh, do some PR stint where it's like, well, I didn't mean that my words got, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. Either you like it or you don't. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And also in the end, if the individual that I'm talking about ain't mad, why the fuck you mad? And you yeah. already hate me, so you're looking for something <laughs> to come after me with. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and that's where I say, you know, your audience is your audience, and everyone is not going to like you, you know? And that yeah. is okay. But I also think that maybe, you know, it's not to say that people don't always have opinions, but I think because of social media, there's so much more noise, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and they just want to jump in the game and say, well, blah, 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 or you've done this, or you've done that. And, and that's where, you know, then you're not my audience, you know, mm-hmm. then you don't get it. So I'm not going to entertain it which is probably yeah. the hardest thing, not to entertain it. I agree with you, because I don't apologize for jokes that I've said in the past that have offended people. I just don't tell them anymore. Sure. I'm like, I That's understand. Different. I get it. I yeah. I shouldn't be talking about this. That makes it was sense. Like, if I apologize, then I'm saying I went on stage and was like, I intended to make you mad. I'm like, no, exactly. I thought it was funny at the time. Exactly. And now I've learned and sure. I get that it's not funny. Yeah. Oh, we're not giving people time to grow, I don't think. 
Yeah. And also, I just think it's important that, you know, you don't need to apologize to 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 something that it, it just it kills me because there's a fine line where when someone tells me, well, you know, you, that's th- that's offensive or I find mm-hmm. this that. I go, OK, well, it's, it may not be funny to you, mm-hmm. but it may be funny to someone else. So, OK, so you don't like it. Then maybe I'm not for you. You yeah. know, and I often say, too, you know, you've got someone like Celine Dion. She's a singer. Right. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. song she sings is not a fucking hit. So what? Let's just let's just kill her because she did this one song we don't like. And then therefore she's no longer credited as a singer and she no longer matters. And mm-hmm. you're like, that's not how this works. Everything is not going to be a winner. Everything is not always thoroughly thought through. But um, I also refused. Oh, is she apologizing for some of the albums and hair choices she's had? No. Should she? Yes. But no, that's how I have to look at it because that's what people want from you. They want uh-huh. you to feed into their madness. And I'm like, I'm not trying to fuck with some 13 year old girl on Twitter. Who's Mm -hmm. mad at me because she likes Trixie and doesn't like me. I don't give a (laughs) shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think that is such a great way to look at it. It's like, we don't get mad at singers or whatever for like, you know, shitty stuff that they put out. And it's like, not every joke is a winner. Not Not every joke is a fucking hit. Not you even know? not even on the same night. Like no. one night it could kill, the next night it doesn't. It can yes. it can work in this context or setting and not in that. And that's where the filming comes in. And that's mm-hmm. where the retelling comes in. And then there's no context to it, which mm-hmm. really can change it. If you say, hey, I mean, there were some of the funniest jokes I had ever heard, which was uh, Eddie Murphy and Bra back in, what, 1984, mm-hmm. I believe it was. I mean, offensive gay stuff that I was pissing myself <laughs> laughing at. But if you say it was from... 1984, and this is what it yeah. was, and this is what would happen. It, it's the context you need to understand. Mm-hmm. And I recently heard that he apologized for these jokes. And I'm going, this is crazy to me that why now, like at that time, that Richard Pryor, one of the mm-hmm. most brilliant people, you know, I, I just think that that's, that's where it goes wrong. And that's where I think wanting to be liked can get you fucked. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah, I think I would appreciate it more. I didn't know he apologized for that because yeah. I think that special is so funny. Hysterical. And it's like, yeah, some of it is offensive. A lot of yep. it is offensive. Yes. But it is the 80s. Completely different time. And, you know, there wasn't as much discourse and discussion over shit. So yep. it's like, let's leave that art in that time. Like, Completely. That's, that's where that belongs. And we know that it's not okay now. Sure. I just I feel like people aren't being smart about stuff. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> but then also there's the other side who's like, cancel culture is yeah. the devil. And you're like, oh my God, why are yeah. you being so wild about this? Yes. Because you we want you to not talk about trans people anymore. You are yeah. mad. Yeah. You're so, like you're this is the hill you're gonna fucking die on. I feel yeah. like everyone <laughs> is being insane. Well, it's on level 10. And I think because we're ex- we're, we're so uh, the access is there, you know, that we turn on our phones and it's either Facebook, it's Instagram, mm-hmm. it's Twitter, you know, there's so much and they just need to fill it with context. You turn on the news, you know, back in the day, the news actually gave you news. Now they give yeah. you opinions. Mm-hmm. So imagine that times 10 with our social media world, you know, like I don't even have to watch the news anymore to know what's going on. I check Twitter. And then when you mm-hmm. check Twitter, there's going to be uh, 40 characters explaining what they think. And then this, and then that. So it gets, it gets really tricky. Um, and as I said, without context or proper information, or knowing where it comes from, 
it really doesn't help any of us. And it just becomes this vicious fucking cycle of mm-hmm. bullshit that you're like, is this even true? Did this even happen? You know? Yeah. I mean, I love that Twitter now is like, do you want to read the article before you retweet this? And it's like, hmm, exactly. I should. Yes. I should. What, what am I doing? Absolutely. I'm just like blindly like, this is terrible. Then you're like, oh, actually, I got to walk that back. Uh, that article has nothing to do with what I thought it did. No, you're like, the headline oh, led me to believe something else. Yes. Yes. Uh, Bianca, we have to take another break. Sure. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops, and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And oh, we back. Okay, I just really want to talk to you about your like signature makeup style. Like I feel like you were like, This is how I do it. You're not getting anything different. And I love that. 
Well, let's just be honest. There's certain queens that do things that are that are that are beauty queens, that are pretty mm-hmm. queens, and they live by, okay, this is how I do it. Or there's just queens that are transformation queens, you know, that are like, hey, I can be anything and try and I mm-hmm. look, I respect all of that. That is their art and everybody runs differently. I like a particular style. I know what works for me. And this is what I'm doing, and I'm making no fucking exceptions. And it, you know, it, it has evolved, obviously. Uh, you know, the more money you get, the more eyeliner you get, the more it starts to expand into your hairline. Um, but also, I just think that that's just what I've always liked. I like looking artificial because I'm mm-hmm. not going to be a pretty soft woman. Uh, I'm not trying to fool anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am a clown. And, and that's <laughs> just what I know that works for me. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I love it, especially I was just doing a live the other day backstage and some bitch, you know, I was playing Gladys Knight because I'm trying to educate the children <laughs> on important people <laughs> that are performers. I'm like Miss yes. Patti LaBelle, Miss Dionne Warwick, Miss mm-hmm. Gladys Knight. I said all of these brilliant women are still with us. So please celebrate these fabulous artists and stuff. And I'm playing songs and saying you need to watch this concert. You mm-hmm. need to watch this. So as I'm doing it, I had to stop Gladys Knight because some fucking bitch came in with her thing. Every time I see your stories, you've got the same makeup. I had to stop Gladys Knight and said, look here, you fucking cunt. That's what I'm doing. This is, I'm, I'm doing the same show every night. Uh-huh. This is just what I'm fucking doing. You want to see looks? Go look at Nina Bodina Brown mm-hmm. with her little paper plate hats that she makes. That's, she'll give you looks. I'm uh-huh. not that bitch. I'm not that bitch. And why are you looking for looks from me when I gave you none on Drag Race to begin with? <laughs> you know? So I, I'm not saying that they can't do what that is, but I'm going, what does that even mean? I was even mm-hmm. told once. I was even told once by someone that I'm not a real drag queen because I don't lip sync, whatever the fuck that means. But that's the world we live in. So as you're trying to educate people, this is their opinion. So they're like, oh, it's the same. You do the same makeup. Yeah, because when you look at a picture of it, you know that it's me. When you see a Mm -hmm. wig, you know that's Lady Bunny. You know, Mm -hmm. you see that dress and those legs, you know exactly what that is, you know? And I think that's... It's a Coca Peru, one fucking wig, her yep. entire career. Oh. One fucking wig. Those little bangs in that bob. Bitch. And she is, I'm like, Whoa, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> um, so it's that thing where I go, that's your thing, you know, and that's what mm-hmm. works for you. Um, uh, RuPaul never wears bangs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody talking about that hot topic? No, <laughs> but she's never worn bangs, never wears bangs. Or as they say in the UK, fringe. She doesn't fringe. wear fringe. There's no but- fringe on her. No. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's that thing where I just thought this is what works for me. And, and, and on occasion, you know, I have moments where I've been in dressing rooms with someone like Naomi Smalls and Plastique mm-hmm. where I go, girl, why am I even trying? <laughs> I mean, with those two, with those two, I mean, no, I mean, they are women. And mm-hmm. I mean, I am definitely their wicked stepmother. So it's that kind of a thing where I've just accepted this is what I do. And it's also, you know, for me, it's therapeutic when I'm getting mm-hmm. ready. You know, you set up and it's part of the process. I start going through my dialogue in my head of what happens with the show. I put on my Gladys Knight. I put on my Dion Warwick or whoever the, the diva of the, the day diva is. The diva of the day. Uh, and, um, you know, you just go into the zone. So I know a lot of queens now have, you know, makeup artists that do things for them or, or have people that do their wigs. I still do everything myself because I just, I it, for me, that's the passion going mm-hmm. into the process. So, yeah, that's kind of how it's evolved um, and it, it just helps me get ready. It's like, right from this time to this time, I start my, my process and people leave me the fuck alone. It's one of the <laughs> few times I'm by myself, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm not being bombarded and, 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 and I'm not saying it's problematic. I mean, when I'm ready to be the show pony, I'm ready to be the show pony. I'm on time and let's go. Let's uh-huh. fucking go. Yeah. Do you do your own wigs as well? Yes. 
That's where I started. Your I started. fucking wig line is so clean. It's well, so nice. Well, let me tell you, these hoes don't get it. Now, these hoes <laughs> are all talking about, <laughs> I spent $1,000 on human hair. and All my wigs are synthetic. All of them are synthetic. The trick to it is you have to have proper wig lace. And the lace is what matters. So if you're getting a manufactured wig that has mm -hmm. the thicker lace because the wig was made on a machine, therefore, it had to be thicker for them to run it under the machine. So therefore, you're going to see it. But mm -hmm. there's a process that you do before that, which I'll tell you privately of how I get oh. it clean. But also, having the proper lace is important. So I also have it custom for my head and then ventilate mm -hmm. it, which then it fits my head properly so there's no pulling and there's no sideburn action and um it's just a much thinner more delicate lace that you have to just take care of you know mm. yeah it's I tricky it's it. tricky it's tricky yeah and, and i mean we i i'm wearing still some of the same because i do a lot of piling of hair mm -hmm. you know like like legos um mm -hmm. so the uh, some of the lace fronts i still have i have multiples in in same colors obviously um are, are from when i wore on drag race eight years ago that's and, insane and the thing is the lace is an inch long and you can't spook it and untucked with that uh -huh. shitty fucking lighting because we were back in the day uh where i don't <laughs> think i think we were i think we were filmed in hd but when it aired on logo it was not in hd but mm -hmm. um i think on on netflix or where it is now it's it's an hd but yeah that, that that lace is an inch long and you can't see it it just melts into your skin even courtney act who has her own wig company is always like that hairline bitch that hairline it's incredible i like <laughs> when i get to meet you up close i i was like stop staring nicole like look her in the eyes like be a normal person but i was like fuck man like, you cut backstage i'll show like, you I'll show you. You come backstage. <laughs> I will show you properly. But that's, you know, that's also just been a, a thing. You know, I, I like I started with wigs for the opera, you know, and I was mm -hmm. making wigs for opera divas. And, you know, as the women got bigger, the hair had to get bigger, you know, oh, uh, and I love it. that was the game. Many Madam Butterflies were done. So, you know, the folding <laughs> of black hair, I know what to do with. And and I guess that's just how I've always looked at it. And there's something there's something, as I said before, just therapeutic about getting your own self mm -hmm. together. I'm not stressed. I know what I'm doing for myself. I know what works for me. I know mm -hmm. what I can get done in a short period of time. And uh, it's just my little process. Yeah, I feel the same way. I love just getting ready for a show alone in the hotel yeah. bathroom. Yeah. And just I take like an hour and a half and I yeah. paint and I curl yeah. and put the lashes on. And I'm like, uh -huh. ah, she's uh -huh. ready. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm running five minutes late. Yeah, ah! of course. Of course. Of course. But that's, but that's also <laughs> the thing, too. It's just, you know, all of that is just part of the package that you do. Like, I've been on the street where someone will walk up to me and say, read me uh, or mm -hmm. say something funny. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, bitch, I I'm at Starbucks. Like, yes. this has nothing to do. With, like <laughs> you got to catch me when when you're paying, you know, because then it makes yes, sense. I'm off the fucking clock. Yeah, and 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 also just that it doesn't work that way when I'm in that you know that monkey suit or that suit of armor. It's mm -hmm. a different game, you know. Then then all bets are off. But just walking down the street, I might have an opinion, mm -hmm. but I'm not, <laughs> you know, letting everybody know about uh -huh. it on the street. You know, uh, I absolutely understand that, Bianca. We've come to the end. I ask all my guests this real quick. Oh, God. Okay. Would you date me? Yes, I would date you. Oh, in a hot minute. And I already yes. know the trick. I know the trick. You're not going to waste my time. I'm going to lick mm -hmm. your pussy before I lick your asshole. <laughs> I'm not going back and forth. And listen, I'm not, I'm not mad at licking your asshole because I like to talk <laughs> shit anyway. So this is perfect. This is perfect. But I would gladly. Uh, let's go on a date. Let's I love go this. on a date. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, okay, Bianca, what would you like to promote? 
Well, just to let everybody know that I am um, wrapping up my unsanitized tour here in America. So I will be heading to Latin America, Canada, all over the UK and Europe. Um, Australia, dates in New Zealand will be announced soon as well. So if all that information, you can go to thebiancadelrio.com. Uh, and also to let everybody know that I'm coming uh, to the UK to do Everybody's Talking About Jamie on their UK tour. And it will be in Los Angeles at the Emerson Theater uh, mid-January to mid-February. It's a North American premiere of me in this British musical that is happening uh, then. And I'm quite excited because basically the story is a, you know, a young, young gay boy who wants to be a drag queen. And I'm mm -hmm. playing an elderly drag queen who's generous. So it's oh, very challenging. Very, very challenging very, for me. I don't know. Seems pretty <laughs> on brand for you. We'll old, see. old giving drag queen. I love it. <laughs> Bianca, thank you so much for doing this. You're a fucking delight. Oh, a well, tour thank you. de force. A real treat. It, it's a pleasure to chat with you. And anytime you want to come backstage, we'll talk lace fronts. We'll make it happen. Oh, yes. All right, thank my love. You. Thank you. Real quick, I just need to read a dirty review. So if you okay. send me a nasty review and you send it to, what is it? Why won't you date me? Yes. Why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com. I will read it. This nice person said, Nicole, if you're reading this, I would love to make a hot fudge sundae on your feet. Two scoops of vanilla, hot chocolate, whipped cream, nuts and sprinkles, then lap and lick up every last bit of it. While the remnants of ice cream sit in my mouth, I would work my tongue up your naked body, licking all over till I reach your mouth so I can stick my tongue in there and let you taste, <laughs> let you have a taste of your own delicious hot fudge foot sundae. Wow, you nasty little freak. I love it. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> so you got my message. <laughs> 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 that was my message. <laughs> Girl, I draw the line with feet. I draw the line with feet. Don't bring feet around. Are you a foot person? I don't tell me. I am not a foot okay, girl. I don't care no, for it. No, get out of here. You don't want dirty drag queen feet either. They never look good. So no, 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 no. I don't no. care for that. No. Mm -mm. I just got a visual. Oh, gross. That's nasty. <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo-Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.